Hey, Coach, hopefully you're staying dry out there tonight. Yeah, my son Cooper's actually practicing some football right now oh. over here uh, for the Wildcats. So uh, there's a welcome reprieve to coming to the car to call you guys. <laughs> be wet out there. Uh, you, you probably heard my opening, Coach. You know, it, it boils down to four plays. And I know it's more than that because you, you got to play, you know, a 60-minute game. But for me, it was four plays that really did define that game last night. For us, yeah. I mean, you'd think if you could uh, have a different outcome on one of those four, you'd have a good chance. But I'm sure Winnipeg's saying the same thing on their side. Well, if we could have four more plays of doing something better. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were big mistakes. So I thought, you know, I honestly think we outplayed them, but we also made the major mistakes where they just played very conservative, um, checked the ball down, tried not to make a mistake, uh, and they forced us into making mistakes. So sometimes, uh, you know, just playing simple football is enough to win. You take away the positives, and the positives were, you know, your team only took two penalties last night, so so that's a major correction. That was good. You lose the time of possession, obviously, in that football game. That's not so good. Defensively, though, for the second straight week, you, you, don't, you don't give up a defense, uh, an offensive touchdown. So defensively, there were some, some nice positives again last night. There were, you know, a lot of times when, when um, uh, I think our defense, honestly, is in that mode right now where we're tackling well, we know if we don't give them something big, we got a good chance to stop them, that they're not going to be as consistent. The other negative, though, is we don't necessarily change field position. We don't uh, make big plays. Early in the year, we were giving up more big plays. We were also making big plays. But you can't fault the defense at all. They were playing hard, tackling, um, you know, fine. I, I, I think Matt Nichol was just kind of in that mode where, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm seeing. Let me just give it to Andrew here on a check down and, um, you know, like I said, I, I think we played well enough to win, but we also were the team that made the most mistakes and, and had some bad football. Okay, you, you know, I've got to ask you the questions about, uh, you know, Janarian Grant, and, uh, you know, he makes his CFL debut. And, and, and first of all, how much did you know about the player coming in? You, you know, you, I, I'm sure you do some advanced scouting, even though he had never played, you know, in, in a game before. How aware were you of his speed? Well, I think, to be honest, every return CFL has good speed. I don't think there's anyone out there that can't house call it, and that's probably the difference. I mean, a lot of times teams have put a guy back there, a reliable guy, um, that, you know, get his 8 to 10 yards, and but he caught everything and did a good, you know, just got forward. Well, you're not seeing that anymore. You're actually seeing a lot of little guys, little quick, fast guys, mm-hmm. that once they hit the seam, yeah, they're, they're dynamite. And, you know, I do think... Sometimes, and you watch the year of the return, the punters are kicking it farther than ever. And uh, sometimes it just out kicking that coverage. And once they break free, there's just too much real estate. But we didn't do a good job at all. We we were we kind of looked like we were panicking. We'd have three guys kind of covering one one area of the field. And, and Mark does a good job of saying basically called natural X off each other. If there's someone in front of you of the same color, get away from them cover some different space and and we did not do a good job of that and yeah they they definitely obviously they didn't have an exotic scheme they just decided that they were going to just put bodies on us but they won the one-on-one battles and that's what's so disappointing is because in special teams it is just you know one-on-one you get off me let me make a play and we did not do a good job of it yeah, you know, I, I find it very, very intriguing because I think Rob Maver is one of the best directional punters in the game, and and yet we had a couple of callers point out last night, you know, his ball went, you know, closer to the middle of the field. Now, I, I know as a coach, you know, you, you like to have it hash marked to the sidelines. Is, is that a mistake on, on Rob, or is that was that by design? Maybe you can take us through that process if you don't mind. A lot of good chat with Rob. You know, I want to make sure, you know, none of us are going to have uh, perfect games. Um, none of us. Uh, we're always going to be 
looking to improve. And I agree that I think Rob is as good as anyone in this league. I really do. And I think he is the best directional punter, and we, he does exactly what we asked him to do. But it wasn't his best night. Uh, I think he knows that. Uh, he's got to just uh, improve like everybody else. Um, you know, especially when you are having some troubles covering, you got to, you know, you can't be tight, though. Because just like throwing a football, there's no string on it to bring it back. And when you kick a ball, you just got to let it go and trust your technique and your delivery that it's going to go where you want it to go. And I think sometimes when you get a little tight, then you get a little short leg on it and obviously doesn't uh, do what you want it to do. So I expect it to be better, uh, Rob, on that end. Like I say, he's a great pro. He works extremely hard. Um, he's the one out there doing all the extra work. Uh, it just wasn't his best night, and, and ultimately that kind of compounded with our cover teams, certainly not uh, getting off blocks and making making things uh, a little bit uh less easy for the for the bombers okay fair enough and i appreciate your honesty on that one and and, and i do have to ask you because i because i heard some of your comments from earlier today when the media talked to you uh you sort of have put the the teams on on notice here you uh, everybody's got to be better and that's and and, and that, that was the message you gave earlier today yeah i'm not trying to scare anybody but we we live in the business of results and uh, all of us coaches and players and uh you know when you you, you got things that aren't going your way you're going to try to find players that make you better and then you've got to make sure you have reliable guys that make good decisions too so uh, not singling anyone out but i would hope everyone understands that uh um you know it's like a third string quarterback if you're a special teams player you have basically you know your job is precarious anyway and you're not a starter your job's precarious, so you got to go out there and make sure you're, if you ever get a chance to do it your best because you know uh, they're always looking to replace you. And we, we have some guys on special teams, they know that's their job and then just not getting the job done. So mm-hmm. we're going to – we know part of it is we're decimated with injuries, so is everyone else. But I don't believe, obviously, we've got the same level of uh, special teamer out there, uh, but that's just an excuse. So we've got to make sure that the, the guys that we got out there committed doing the things right and playing off each other and, and, and getting the job done. Uh, Coach, you know, again, I hate to single out, you know, individuals, especially young individuals, but Richard Sindani, uh, he took a little bit of heat last night on, on our post-game show, and, of course, he's had a couple of uh, a couple of games that have uh, maybe bit him in the butt a little bit. Uh, what, what do you say to a young player like that? Because I'm sure he feels awful. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't put any blame on that last play on okay. him. Uh, okay. He's trying to make a play. Um, uh, there could be, yeah, obviously maybe he snares it, but uh, you just don't know. It's one play. Uh, I thought he played a good game. I, I thought he blocked well. I thought he, he ran his routes with conviction. Um, I think, though, he could have throttled in the hole, and I think Nick could have made a better pass. So I think there could have been uh, we could have done a better job, but uh, I'm not going to give him any heat. He's still very raw. He's very new to the game. Um, he's still learning. Um, he's... He's not brask. I mean, let's be honest. He was our best Canadian and a guy that I think could press anybody on our team for best receiver. Richie's growing, though, and I think the more he plays, the better he'll get. And he's always been reliable, um, you know, and he, he he's willing to learn from his mistakes. I don't think that was a mistake, though. Okay. It was just a, a ball that was kind of high in a way. He could have caught it maybe, but the worst thing happened. He got his mitts on it, and up it went, and obviously they're in zone, and they snare the ball. So it was unfortunate. I mean, I definitely, you know, look at that. and 
hope that we could at least get an incompletion. If I think we should add a completion, so it's kind of a group effort there. Fair enough. Um, the the one position you just can't keep healthy this year is is the running back position. And uh, you know, we, we heard your comments last night with Mark Stephen in the in the dressing room. Boy, when you when you told me it was another Achilles injury, and, and I just you know my my heart sank, and I, I feel so bad for the kid. You know, after coming back, you know, from the blown Achilles in the West, uh, you know, final, yeah. and and now Ramar is gone again for the season, and that I, I'm sure that the, the whole dressing room sort of you know sunk when 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 they knew that was coming down yeah i don't know how much the guys knew during the game i mean it was, i knew it was a pretty serious injury when you hobble off like that um you know i kind of felt like oh shoot i hope it didn't get him back in there before he was ready uh thinking it was the same achilles but it's not it's the other side i i spoke with our doctors on there's really no reason that it's why but Sometimes these things happen. If you remember a guy named Max Caron that played right. for us. I mean, I just remember him crying on the field when the second one popped because those guys know. When the first one goes, they're like, what happened? When the second one goes, they know, and they know it's it's a devastating injury. And, um, yeah, it was very disappointing. I, I I didn't know what to say to Romar after the game. I was disappointed for the loss, but, I mean, there's other there's more than that for him and I know his wife's up here in town and I'm I'm hoping that he stays around the team. He's a very positive, hard working man that's a good influence on our team and um, you know, he's a good teammate, so we'll we'll miss him. But we'll have to we'll have to adjust to see who else we can get in there. So you do have Don Jackson, uh, I, I believe, coming off the six game injured list, uh, you know, from a concussion protocol, and uh, you know he he obviously you know has carried the rock for this team before, and you know getting him back uh, obviously it's going to hopefully solidify that position because that that has been a tough position to keep healthy, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not uh, green lighting Don yet. Okay. Uh, luckily, okay. we've got the long leash, but Don's still got to get through a few hurdles. Um, I'm sure hopeful. Um, you know, we're we are. You know, there's. I'm not sure Ante. Uh, he was beat up a little bit. Terry's always a little bit beat up. So we may have to go into market and look. And there's some guys out there too. There are. So we may end up uh, having to bring in some fresh blood. And uh, but we'll. We'll certainly hope and keep our fingers crossed that Don uh, passes all his tests and he gets out. I think Don's an excellent running back. He's our number one guy in protection. He's by far our best guy. Our number two would probably be Kadeem. Number three is Romar. So we have three guys that we think are the best in protection. We need that guy to keep uh, the blitzing linebackers and all those blitzers off the edge off our quarterback. And ultimately, I think he's very good out of the backfield. And he just has to trust his vision because when he trusts it and he slows down a little bit and hits a hole, he's he did a great job for us uh, last year. Would that be a trade, Coach? Because it's still too early to bring in players from the NFL, I guess, eh? No, there's good backs out there. I, that's the one position I think. I believe uh, U.S. running back, a lot of the guys, there's lots of them out there that uh, they are out there. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do it, but we're looking. And uh, we got to be prepared because of all our injury rash we've had at running back. Speaking of great running backs, John Cornish going into the Hall of Fame tonight. Uh, you're in the Hall. Uh, just your thoughts on, on John Cornish repping the Calgary Stampeders tonight. Well, honestly, well-deserved and one of the best. Um, I think he can put that mantle on him as maybe the best all-time Canadian running back. Normie Kwong might have something to say about that. But, you know, I really do believe he was, uh, when he was going, I kind of, I honestly like a... Uh, I think like uh, Burray from the hockey, you know, uh, Earl Campbell in football didn't have the longest career, but when they were going, they were as good as anybody. Um, and I thought he was. I thought when he was going, he was unstoppable. He had 
<clears throat> downhill speed. He was strong. He was smart. He had a chip on the shoulder from people telling me couldn't do it. So I really believe, you know, it's well-deserved. And, um, yeah, excited for him. Because John loves history, and he loves being quirky and all that. But he wants to, he wants to have a positive legacy, a positive impact. Uh, and this is something, obviously, they can't take away from him. So congratulations, John, and uh, happy to see another Stampeder in the hall. On that note, we'll take a quick timeout. He's the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. He joins us after every single Stampeder game. This is a little bit of a double dip in this week because we had coach on Tuesday. We get coach on Friday night. It's for Tom's House of Pizza. If you have a question for the coach, now's your time to get it in. 403-974-8255. Easy to call, easy to text. More with Coach Dave Dickinson when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock. Head coach Dave Dickinson joining us for Tom's House of Pizza. This one comes from Fred, and Fred says, hey, only one day of practice since Edmonton. It certainly showed last night. The Stamps still made a valiant effort, even though they were badly beat on the lines in special teams. Uh, yes, you know, you were beat on special teams, coach. Were you badly beat on the lines? How did your lines grade it, grade out? Well, I didn't, you know, sack-wise and all that, I didn't think we had a lot of pressure on Matt, but I thought we also didn't rush one for most of the night. Uh, we kept him in coverage. Um, I thought that Cordero had a good game. Wiggle, I thought, uh, did some good things on there. And I thought Mike Rose has continued to improve. We're still finding that other end position. I think Cash had his highs and lows, um, but he was a little bit off on assignments. O-line-wise, Berg's had a nice game. I thought he was our best coming back. Uh, I was happy on new dubs. I think we did okay with Willie Jefferson. The, the disappointing part was we didn't seize the secondary blitz. We had some out calls that we needed to get our tackles out on. We got beat twice, uh, and one was a big sack on Nick, obviously, and, and we just can't do that. Um, I thought it was obviously maybe we got outplayed a tiny bit, but not not by a, a big margin. I thought it was a pretty good battle for both both units. This one from Don. Don says, with Bo coming back, uh, do you expect there to be any rust on Bo, or do you think he's going to pick uh, right up where he left off last season? Well, see, I'm hoping that he actually plays um, at a higher level because I think Bo was, was having some things that were bothering him in training camp the whole time and in the first couple of games. So I'm hoping that he actually comes back at a higher level. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you think that's a part? You know, and, and some people have suggested he, he threw so much. You know, with the, the NFL opportunities and everything else. From that standpoint, do you think that aggravated his shoulder a little bit? I think he actually had a little bit of a problem in there already going on. And uh, okay, I honestly think that we were when we got the injury, we were able to alleviate that. So I'm, I'm really hoping it, it helps. You want to clear your voice there for a second? I'll put you on hold for a second, Coach, to get, get him back going, and uh, uh, we'll bring him back now. It's, it's never easy when you have to clear your throat on live radio, Coach, so uh, hopefully you're okay now. Um, maybe just a, just a quick thought. Uh, you're obviously at Cooper's practice night, so you're not, you're not watching the game with the Montreal Alouettes. They are up next, and they are trailing uh, your brother's team right now by, by seven at the half. Uh, just uh, your expectations uh, with Montreal coming in. You do get a little more prep time which is uh, probably a good thing yeah we're gonna we're gonna actually look at it but uh i do think i i saw it looked like to me it was a couple more of the special teams as well as um uh defensive touchdowns that sort of thing we gotta be good though and uh we're we're looking forward to it it'd be nice just to get a full week and and see see who we can play so um we'll take it in one game at a time but we're, we're we're looking forward to this one and what will your uh, practice schedule be next week? You give the guys a few days off this weekend. 
Yeah, we were going to try to get out, get the guys on a rafting trip on Monday, but it just doesn't look like the weather's going to happen. <laughs> They'll get wet enough just being outside. Yeah, I was hoping to kind of get a team building type of thing there, but uh, they'll be back on Tuesday and we'll get to work. Okay, well, Coach, uh, take care of that voice uh, and don't get too wet going to Cooper's practice. I'll let you go. Uh, thanks All so right. much. Thanks Thank so much you. for your time. You have a great weekend. All right, that's uh, Dave Dickinson, and I felt for him because anytime your throat starts to go, you go, okay, I'm not going to push this anymore. Uh, and we do appreciate the time that we uh, spend with uh, Dave Dickinson for Tom's House of Pizza. Of course, he joins us after every single Stampeder game. If you want to talk about what he had to say, well, you can, uh, you know, weigh in, 403-974-8255. But we got back-to-back CFL guests because from Dave Dickinson, we're next going to go to our CFL insider, Glenn Suter. He's in Edmonton. Getting ready for the Eskimo game tonight. Uh, Glenn Suter was working the Calgary game last night, and now he works Edmonton tonight. We're going to check with our CFL insider for Valentine Volvo when we come back on 770 CHQR.